Tonight, we enter into the three holiest days of the Christian calendar. Maundy Thursday, with its lengthening shadows. Good Friday, bringing grief and loss. And then Saturday, terrifying emptiness and loneliness. This night, this Holy Thursday, marks a time of transition. Our Lenten journey has come to this moment. Our journey is ending, and we stand at the threshold, ready to cross over to the new. It's a crossing over between life and death, and death and life for both Jesus and for us. Esther de Waal, a Welsh theologian, reminds us that thresholds are crossing over places. It's a sacred moment requiring us to pause and pay attention. Crossing this threshold can be very scary. It's opening us up to what is new and unknown, and it's taking a risk that all our old certainties might need to be replaced with a new way of looking at the world. A travel book by the author Graham Greene Graham Green says that this moment, this crossing over, is described this way. Over there, everything is going to be different, and life is never going to be the same again. It's like starting over. So tonight's gospel, it's packed full of drama. There's a shared meal in an upper room. There's the master serving his servant. And then there's betrayal. So tonight, in that upper room, Jesus humbles himself, crawling on the floor at the feet of his disciples to serve his disciples, washing and drying their dusty, sore, and dirty feet tenderly, gently, and with great love. He sees each one of them for who they are, their strengths, their weaknesses. And through his actions, he demonstrates his love for each and every one of them. All the while, knowing that Judas would betray him with a kiss, Peter would deny him, and the others would scatter at the first sign of trouble. Do you know what I have done for you? Jesus asked the disciples after washing their feet, kneeling on the floor, washing the feet of each of the disciples. In that moment, Jesus reverses every assumption that we might have about the rights and the privileges of power as well as the very nature of love. 
Jesus' example is much more life-changing than the humble act of just washing feet. Jesus was restoring outcasts to the community. He was breaking down the dividing walls between those who are in and those who are out. Do we know what Jesus has done for us is still the question for us today. Do we know? Do we understand? On this night, Jesus sets the example of humble service and love, not only for the disciples, but for all of us. He was showing them and showing us a radically different understanding of love, a love that is overflowing and spontaneous, a love which does not begin by deciding who is worthy and who is not worthy. It's simply loving others for their sakes. On the last night of Jesus' life, knowing that he was running out of time and words were no longer enough, he showed them, by his service, what that love looks like. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are the messengers greater than the one who sent them. By washing the feet of his betrayer and those who would deny him and those who would run away, Jesus was showing the disciples and us that this radical love is not limited to a select chosen few, those who are worthy and those who are not. By loving one another, we will be known as his disciples. But we don't get to choose who is deserving of that love. We don't get to withhold our love due to somebody's ethnicity or gender or religion or because we just don't approve of their lifestyle. Jesus has shown us what loving one another looks like, and it's not always going to be easy. And at times it may be very scary. We will stumble and we will fall. We will go to places that we don't want to go and meet people we don't want to meet and see things we don't want to see. We will deny him by our actions and we will betray him. And God help us, we do, every single day. But at the end of the day, Jesus will be there at the table sharing the bread and the wine and washing our feet tenderly and with great love. For some of us, it's very hard to imagine that God can love us just as we are, unlovable at times, dirty feet and all. There's an old legend about Judas that's related by the author Madeline Lengel, After the death of Judas, he found himself in a slimy pit. For thousands of years, he wept his repentance. And when the tears were finally spent, he looked up, and he saw way, way up, a tiny, 
glimmer of light. After he contemplated it for another thousand years or so, he began to climb towards it. The walls of the pit were dank and slimy, and he kept slipping back down. Finally, after great effort, he neared the top, and then he slipped, and he fell all the way back down. It took him many years to recover, all the time weeping bitter tears of grief and repentance. And then he started to climb again. After many more falls and efforts and failures, he reached the top. He dragged himself into an upper room with 12 people seated around the table. We've been waiting for you, Judas. Jesus said, we couldn't begin until you got here. She goes on to say that this story was told at a conference and that many were deeply offended. Because I think we may not always be surprised when we're told that God loves us all, whoever we are, whatever our circumstances. But many times what really surprises us is that the suggestion that God loves those people, those people over there, the sick, the prisoner, the weak, the marginalized, whoever those people may be. And that this love is so all-encompassing, that his love includes even those that seem to us beyond redemption and beyond love. Do you know what I have done for you? Do we know? Do we understand? Tonight, we are at a sacred moment in time, a crossing over point, an opening to the new and the unknown. Crossing that threshold means taking a risk that our old certainties might be replaced by a new way of looking at the world, and we'll see the mystery at work in God's world. We've come this far on our Lenten journey, a journey of discovery about ourselves, about those in our lives, and those in our world. Will we cross that threshold from our old lives to the new? Will we accept this love we've been so freely given? Will we become who we are meant to be? Will we follow Jesus, or will we remain safe, not taking the risk of having our lives and our places in the world changed forever? Jesus has shown us what it means to love and be loved. Love one another as I have loved you. It's that simple. And it's oh so very hard. Which is why tonight we leave in silence to think about it. Do you know what I've done for you? Do we know? Do we understand? I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Amen.
In a few moments, we'll begin washing one another's feet. This type of ritual is ceremonial in nature. There will be four stations here in the front. Four stations here in the front. And you're asked to go to any one of your choosing, sit in the chair, and have the person waiting in line wash your feet. There's a pedestal in each basin, in each basin that you can set your foot on. And the person will pour a little water on your feet and then you'll have a fresh towel for them to dry your feet off. And everyone is invited to do this very important practice of Christian ministry. En unos momentos comenzamos con el lavatorio de los pies. Hay cuatro estaciones aquí enfrente. Haga el favor de escoger cualquiera que te guste. Siéntese en la silla y la persona siguiente lavará tus pies. La persona echará un poco de agua fresca en tus pies y después va a tener una toalla fresca para que se sequen los pies. Todos están invitados a este importante rito del ministerio cristiano. Fellow servants of our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night before his death, Jesus set an example for his disciples by washing their feet, an act of humble service. He taught that strength and growth in the life of the kingdom of God come not by power, authority, or even miracle, but by such lowly service. We all need to remember his example, but none stand more in need of this reminder than those whom the Lord has called to the ordained ministry. Therefore, I invite you who share in the royal priesthood of Christ to come forward that we may recall whose servant we are by following the example of our master. Pero, pero vamos recordando su advertencias de que lo que se haga para ustedes, también ustedes lo harán para otros, porque el siervo no es más grande que su maestro ni uno que es enviado en más grande que él que lo envió. Si sabéis estas cosas, bienaventurados series si las hicieres. <tose> 